welcome to Sky Women. I'm your host, Dr. Carolyn Moyers, a wife, mom, and board-certified OB-GYN. This is a place to educate, empower, and inspire. Join us each week as we share the power of women's stories. Real women, real stories, real inspiration. Put on your stretchy pants. Let's get going. Welcome, Sky community. Welcome back to another episode of Sky Women. Thanks for joining us today. I hope that you have followed the show so that you'll get reminders and updates when we come out with weekly episodes. We are talking about something that all of us are struggling with, and that is our diet and our exercise and really living well. I like to think about the health span, not just our lifespan, but let's live long and well. And today I have with me a fantastic physician, Dr. Anita Lawanga, who helps people with chronic medical problems, optimize diet, exercise, meds, and sleep so that they can stay healthy and out of the hospital. (laughs) Welcome. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So talk to us a little bit about your journey and fascination with exercise and diet and kind of how this has all come into play and how you incorporate it in medicine. Yeah. Yeah. So um, growing up, I was a competitive gymnast. And one thing that they taught us is that we needed to make sure we're sleeping enough, we're eating enough of the right foods in order to perform well. And as I experimented on myself as a child, I noticed, oh, today I slept six hours and my performance will be really bad. Or, Mm -hmm. oh, today I didn't eat enough, you know, before our four hour workout. So Mm -hmm. if I eat in between the workout, I have more energy. So if I fast forward to when I started my undergraduate, I decided to do an undergraduate in kinesiology, specifically exercise and health physiology. And I learned so much information that I still use today in terms of how we can use exercise and how we can modify what we eat, primarily mm-hmm. to, not only to improve our performance, but to improve our well-being in general. After that, I went to medical school um, and I continued eating fairly healthily, even though I didn't work out. And I think genetically I was blessed I managed to stay fairly fit. And then fast forward to residency, which all, you know, you mentioned that to all physicians, they cringe because we know we have, all of us have the worst sleeping habits and the worst eating habits mm-hmm. during residency. And for me, it was just like, as long as I got my cafe lattes in with all that sugar, um, right. yeah, I was fine. I was fine. And I'm like, oh, I'm skinny. I can eat what I want to eat. So I'd have like chocolate bars in my pocket in between rounding, just eating, eating the worst food. And if I was lucky, I'd remember to eat a decent dinner. And I managed to cruise that way, but I knew that was not healthy. By the time I started working as attending, I knew that I was being a hypocrite. I was telling my patients, you know, you need to eat better. You need to eat well. You need to exercise. And around the corner, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to Starbucks. I'm going to go pick up my muffin on the way home. And that was probably my first meal, like say like three or four in the afternoon. And Mm -hmm. I was like, I need to make a change. So I made some drastic changes, but probably all all the wrong changes at the wrong time. I was working night shifts at the time. And Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people have heard of the challenges that night shift workers have in terms of um, their cortisol levels and their hormones not rebalancing. And I I was like, I'm going to work out. So I'd be doing HIIT or high intensity workouts Mm -hmm. probably five or six days per week before Mm -hmm. going to work, not sleeping. And Mm -hmm. then because of the stress of you know, working, especially the stress of the pandemic and seeing so many people pass away and having to communicate this to family members who couldn't be there, I would use food to deal with the stress of that. So sure. um, yeah, if I, if I had to make a phone call, I'd be like, okay, I, I'm going to order something from Starbucks after I make this phone call. I'm going <laughs> to, yeah, need a little comfort food, <laughs> a lot of comfort food. 
Mm-hmm. I love comfort food. I'll be like, I'm going to have my mocha latte, my banana bread. After I make that phone call, you know, if I, I, I don't right. want to cry. So I'll just like down my caffeine and then keep going. Mm-hmm. So I yeah, really developed bad habits, even though I was trying. I was just combining everything in the wrong way, probably having carbohydrate heavy meals before I go to sleep, mm-hmm. eating a lot of sugar and not managing my stress levels appropriately. Mm-hmm. Um, so towards the end of last year, I got help from a nutrition coach. And even though he was not a physician, he told me everything in such simple ways. And these are things that we know as physicians, folks, mm-hmm. like I knew it, but I didn't know how to actually apply it. Right. Um, and he broke it down. And even just seeing the way my body responded to certain things, like um, the weeks I was on night shift, my weight wouldn't budge. The next week, I would not necessarily take as many steps or be as active and my weight went down. And I'm like, oh yeah, sleep is important, even is important. affecting your weight. So after going through this journey, I decided I wanted to share this information in a very you know simple and practical way so that mm-hmm. other people don't have to suffer the way a lot of us do. Mm-hmm. Well, I love that you're incorporating it into your medical practice now. So uh, your patients are so lucky, but now that you're, you know, putting it out on social media, that helps to just broaden the reach and really help to educate others. So I think that's wonderful. So let's talk about some practical tips. Cause one of the common things that I hear in the office is Dr. Moyers, I am doing all the things that I used to do. I've cleaned up my diet. I'm exercising six days a week. and the scale just doesn't budge. And everybody wants an easy button, right? We all know that we need to eat better and we need to work out better. But as you alluded, like you were doing the things, but not necessarily in the right order and not necessarily the right type of exercises for your body. And so we need some practical tips today. Okay, I like that. I like that practical is good. So I'm gonna share three tips and there's like a million other things you can do, but just three basic things um, I think will be enough for our audience. So the first thing is change your mindset about food. Think about food as primarily a way of fueling your body, yes. not the way you know we think of food in our culture as a way to comfort ourselves or a way to celebrate. Mm-hmm. So in terms of doing that, if you're able to switch the way you think about food and look at it as a way to fuel your body, it'll give you more, I guess, intrinsic power or more, um, I guess power is the right, the, the right word to use, but you'll be more, more motivated to choose the right foods. Mm-hmm. So if you think of your body as a car and you have like a Mercedes Benz, you're not going to put cheap gas in Mercedes Benz. You're going to, you're going to buy the best oil you can buy. And you're not going to wait until it's like barely moving. You're going to make sure that you're fueling it consistently or putting gas in it before it has any problems. You're going to check, take it for its checkups. So same thing with your body. If you think, okay, this is my body. I need to eat. Like you can decide how many times per day you want to eat. For me, I'm supposed Mm -hmm. to be eating five times per day, but I make sure I have enough protein at each meal. I make sure I have enough fruits and vegetables and I make sure I have enough fat. So with that mindset thinking, okay, this is to fuel my body. Sometimes I eat when I'm not hungry. But it's because I know if I wait six hours, I'm going to make bad decisions. But if I'm eating mm-hmm. consistently, I'll have more energy. And in terms of, you know, going back to thinking of food as fuel, I think I also have to address the issue of emotional eating. Mm-hmm. A lot of us tend to eat to comfort ourselves. You know, we eat when we're bored. We eat to celebrate a milestone. Like I remember during residency, or I don't know if you did this during rotations. If I finished a certain rotation that was hard, I would go and out for dinner to an expensive mm-hmm. restaurant. So it, there's other ways to celebrate. You don't need to spend money and you don't need to eat to celebrate. You can mm-hmm. just have the intrinsic joy of completing that milestone and celebrate that. So mm-hmm. that's number one, think of food as fuel, not mm-hmm. to entertain yourself. Number two is 
the way you select foods. So I heard a saying, I can't take credit for this, but somebody said, select foods that fly, that walk, that swim, and that grow that way. So that eliminates a lot of stuff. Um, I'm trying to think, oh, cookies. Cookies are my favorite. (laughs) Don't grow that way. (laughs) Cupcakes? (laughs) (laughs) I haven't seen that yet. (laughs) So if you can select something like, say, breakfast, eggs. Eggs grew that way. So my, my typical breakfast is like mostly an egg white omelet and I'll have one egg, whole egg in there. So that's my fat, the whole, the whole egg or the egg yolk is a fat component. And then I add a ton of vegetables in there. So that's all pretty natural. On top of that, I'll have my carbs in the morning. So I'll have like sweet potatoes. So that grew that way. Another substitute you can make is rice. So most of us eat white rice. Instead of selecting white rice, select brown rice. The husk that they remove has a different flavor. It takes some getting used to, but that's where most of the nutrients and the fiber is. In terms of sources of protein, try and choose something that's lean. Uh, Choose fish that's lean, uh, choose chicken that's lean, beef occasionally, probably not more than three times per week. If you're vegan, you can try things such as uh, soy protein. Hmm. And then in terms of liquids, try not to drink your calories, try to drink water. I love lattes. I love all the sugar, all the sprinkles and, you know. I know, I noticed Starbucks was your (laughs) crutch. Yes, yes, I, I'm probably one of the, their best. Used to be one of their best, <laughs> right? Yeah, so, I think that's a good one. And alcohol is a piece of that too that we need to talk about because mm-hmm. that's a big place that people are drinking their calories. Yeah, yeah. If you can cut back, you don't have to completely, you know, deprive yourself. But say, okay, once per week, I'm going to have my day where I have my, you know, my beverage. Other than that, try to switch to water. Coffee. Now I do um, coffee with a little bit of low calorie almond milk. So it's like the 15 calorie in one cup and I use like half a cup. So that's really cut back on the calories and I still have the caffeine I need to keep going. Yeah. And then um, another tip or the third tip would be to get moving. So in terms of getting moving, you don't have to stress yourself out. You don't have to do like crazy workouts with like a crazy like pyramid scheme or whatever other things Mm -hmm. you need to do. Yeah. Something as simple as walking. And what my um, coach recommended is doing fasted cardio. So I get up in the morning before I do anything else. Well, I I cheat a little bit. I have my coffee while I'm walking. So I'm half asleep. (laughs) Well, the thing about doing fasted cardio, if you plan your diet appropriately, you eat more of your carbs in the morning, you're going to burn through that during the day. And then by the time you go to sleep, your body has burned all the carbohydrates. You're going to start switching to fat as a source of fuel. By the time you wake up and start walking, your body is more likely to utilize fat or the workout, even though you're not burning a lot of calories, you're targeting the fat. And it's once you hit the about 20 to 40 minute mark that your body really switches into fat burning. So if you can push that walk to 60 minutes, you're really going to maximize the amount of fat that you're burning. And you only need to do that, say, a minimum of three times per week. If you want to bump it up, you can do it six times per week. So a 60 minute walk for uh, three days per week, or even up to six days per week, you're really going to maximize the amount of fat that you're burning. And another tip that he gave me, I don't know if your audience is spiritual, but if you're a spiritual person, you have like a morning meditation or prayer Mm -hmm. routine while you're walking, you can do your prayer routine. And like, you know, you're killing two birds with one stone. And if you're Mm -hmm. already um, routine where you're doing your spiritual practice in the morning, it just becomes very automatic to pair your walk with it. And you're It's going to be easy for you to do it like six or seven days per week. Yes. Yes. I agree. And even if you're not spiritual, just centering yourself and saying, you know, how am I doing this morning? How am I feeling? How do I want to show up today? Right. Because we so often like just wake up with all the stresses and all the concerns and that list of to do's and we're checking our emails and we're going to social media. We're not even taking a minute to say, 
how am I feeling? What do I need? You know, look, greet yourself in the mirror in the morning, like just center friends. Like we just need to slow down and center. So I love those tips. I love that it can be as simple as walking. Absolutely. It doesn't have to be a fancy gym membership or the $650 a month trainer. (laughs) It can be as simple as walking using your own body weights to do push-ups or sit-ups or things like that. It can be very simple. So I'm listening to a great book called Outlive mm-hmm. and they talk a lot about health span and, and I'm in the chapter now where we're talking about fitness and he's talking about this zone too, just like you're saying about 60 minutes, um, at least about four times a week that we're, you know, getting that heart rate up at a comfortable level where you can still carry on a conversation. Yeah. And I guess the last thing I'll tell your audience, if you're really struggling to lose weight, talk to your doctor and see if there is a medical cause. I think that we might not necessarily talk about, but issues such as a thyroid issue, if you have Mm -hmm. something called congestive heart failure, where you retain water or other hormonal issues that might stop you, no matter if you're doing everything else, right. That might stop you from actually losing weight. So if your doctor rules that out, um, you can ask them to refer you to say a nutritionist or a weight loss specialist mm-hmm. and, and give you other tips or even look at what you're doing and point out things that could be tweaked to really make a big difference. Right. And I know you and I have prescribed medications for individuals to lose weight, but that's never our first line. Yeah. So can you speak to that? Yes, that that's a great point that you're bringing up. The challenge with these medications, they're effective, but depending on what your insurance is like, you might have to pay out of pocket. So these medications can be quite expensive. Beyond the expense, these medications are not free of side effects. Everything that's man-made has side effects, even vitamins cost constipation. But some of the challenges, I think, especially with the medication like Ozempic, sometimes Mm -hmm. we as physicians don't take the time to tell you. If you have a history or a family history of pancreatic cancer, thyroid cancer, or pancreatitis, you're not a candidate to take this medication. And you could end up with pancreatitis. You can mm-hmm. also end up with acute kidney injury. Um, mm-hmm. There's many other side effects. Another thing is if you stop taking the medication, you are going to gain the weight back more likely because it suppresses your appetite. So if you can tweak your lifestyle, do things in a natural way that's cheaper and more sustainable, and you can lose the weight, why not do that first and focus on that first? And then maybe use the medication as a bridge if you know you kind of hit a plateau or right. if you a bit of motivation to get starting as long as you're doing the other things that are sustainable. Right. And that's exactly how I utilize it in my practice, especially for perimenopause, menopausal women who are really having a hard time getting that jump start on their weight loss and working collaboratively, implementing exercise and nutrition is just key because then we've made the lifestyle changes so that when we do come off the medication, we're set. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. Yeah. All right. Well, tell everyone where they can find you. Well, I'm all over social media. Um, if you're on LinkedIn, my name is Anita Luanga. You can find me there. On YouTube, I think it's all lowercase, Dr. Luanga. On Instagram, I think it's uh, Dr. Luanga or Luanga MD. On Twitter, I think it's Luanga MD as well. And TikTok, that is to be determined. I took the app off of my phone. You did. <laughs> we will see. Um, I, I'm, I'm probably somewhere still there. I didn't erase my stuff, but it's Dr. <laughs> Luanga as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I found you on social, on Instagram and you're Luanda MD. So nice, nice, nice. Okay. 
Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for joining us today and for helping uh, provide just some very practical tips for how we can live long, live well. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure talking with you. Absolutely. Until next week, be well. All right, Sky community. Thank you for listening to another episode. This episode was sponsored by Sky Women's Health. As a reminder, we're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area and we help relieve back pain and pelvic pain in pregnancy and beyond. If you are pregnant and having pain and you feel like you have no reliable way to relieve it, look us up at skywomenshealth.com, request an appointment, and we'll call to get you scheduled. As a board-certified OB-GYN with a Neuromusculoskeletal Medicine Fellowship, I help you realign with hands-on drug-free treatment and relieve pain on the spot without medication. We'll help you maintain these results through your pregnancy and postpartum period. Every pregnant person deserves this, and we are so excited to serve you. You can find us on our website, as mentioned, or on social at Sky Women's Health, or you can call the office at 817-915-9803. That's it for today. Until next week, be well.